Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Audrey, you know it's a TNT and Squirrel Hill when I'm full of brownies and fruit and all kinds of fun things. <laughs> That's all I can say. This is Jonathan, always I looking know. where's the food. It's what it is. And the every good time, thing is he drinks water, but I where's do, the food? I try my best, but every single time we do a Tech 5 neighborhood tour with Huntington Bank, we have the best time because they have to be one of our top partners anywhere. They roll out the red carpet for us and a lot of brownies and fruit. And that's, <laughs> it's, it's a balanced diet. It's a balanced diet. It's a balanced diet. But we're in the Squirrel Hill branch, our second time here. It we is. Here. It's my third time. It's, well, you did a special, some video mm-hmm. stuff for them uh, right? for their own internal purposes mm-hmm. not too long yep, ago. Yeah, and I brought my dog. You did. <laughs> is Gracie in the video itself, too? I, I don't think she made it. She didn't make the I don't think. She, she didn't make, make the it. final cut. Oh. She didn't make the final cut. Is she part of the B, B, B reel? Or that something? was it. We, we had to make certain cuts, and she just... <laughs> Gracie was out. Oh, goodness. It's okay. I have another dog. <laughs> so, Kyle, okay. you're no stranger to Tech Vibe Radio. Correct. So glad to be talking to you again. And you managed the branch here at Squirrel Hill. How cool is that? It, it's been awesome. It's been absolutely unreal over the past. It's really, I think, been about a year since since we did this last. Exactly right. And so it's. And been so a- what's changed? What's new? What have you engaged in? Give us the beat. You know, it was great because my my initial goal down here when we first opened, which was shortly when we did this, was to really try to become some sort of part of the community. Right. I didn't want to be just another bank or another bank because Squirrel Hill, we heard, has plenty of those. And that was always my goal was to be different. And I wanted to really try to make a difference in the community because I thought that was something that Squirrel Hill really cared about and stood for. Mm-hmm. So over the past year, I'm very proud to announce that I was correct. And they do care about the community now more than ever. Right. And it was something that Huntington completely supported me on. So I was able to join a phenomenal group called Uncover Squirrel Hill, which puts on the night markets down here, which last year we had huge success with. So we were able to bring a Huntington ice cream truck in. We were able to Wait, do... I was not invited to the Huntington ice cream you truck. You didn't get your invite? I didn't get the well, invite for well, that. Well, tell them about what Uncover okay. Squirrel Hill is, because we're really the anchor ten- one yeah, of the anchor tenants now. Absolutely. So Uncover Squirrel Hill is a group that's made up of the small businesses around here that get together and our main purpose is to support the community and what can we do. And whether it is the night markets, the happening events. Um, what else? There's lots of stuff. There's so there many dan- different there things. dancing in the streets? There's like... There's the, dance, the dancing in the streets, the car shows. Well, the Vintage um, Grand, oh, the Pri- car the vintage Grand Prix is right around the corner. I know there's right. a night when and the cars line what up. What about Absolutely. like the Chinese Lunar Year? Correct. That's right. another one. I mean, it's just event that. after event that this group helps to put on awesome. and help support. Definitely. And what's even better about it is Huntington's been a huge sponsor in a lot of these which I think has been absolutely amazing because I think that's something that we can do that's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get to meet the, the people who live here. Exactly. Correct. This is a right. very close community. Absolutely. So now and, more than ever. Now more than ever. Right. We're, we're still reeling in from what happened on October 27th, but it's been a diverse community. Absolutely. And it's a community that really does come together. So it's great that Huntington is sort of riding on the coattails of everything that's happening. 
when I moved here, there was no Uncover Squirrel Hill. There was no, there's Sunday Market now. Yes. That every Sunday between like May and the end of November. Yep. Absolutely. Support Parking lots cleared regional. out. Mm-hmm. There's all local food and yeah, fun stuff like food, that. Right. There's new flags out on the street right now, too, if you take a look up oh, and forth. Oh, I didn't see. Brand new Squirrel Hill flags. That was part of the group's oh. initiative, too. Oh, that's great. So, Very yeah, cool. just different, little different things that we're trying to do, right. bring a little bit more color, that positivity. Right. So, I have a question about Squirrel Hill. Now, I grew up in Squirrel Hill as a kid, right. and, but I left when I was a kid and then came back as a teenager. We used to always call the business district Upstreet. People still call it Upstreet. I've never heard that. Okay, because this was like <laughs> I'm just saying. Back in the, it was always like we're going Upstreet, and that was when you went to Waldorf, the old bakery that was there, which hasn't been there in 30 years at least. <laughs> just saying, I mean, or going to Newman's to get your clothes. I'm just showing my my Squirrel Newman's Hill history. Yes, was here. I think when I moved here. Was it really? They probably on its last legs at that point. It was point. on its last legs. Right. But Squirrel Hill's just got such an amazing history. And resiliency. I know Huntington was a I mean, huge part. The restaurant part. scene here has yep. really, oh, it's really changed and really got strong, which is really nice. There's a couple of tech, um, you know, there's a tech council, a tech council, tech, council. A tech company. Sorry, that's right here. I and, mean, Modell's right across the street. Well, Vivisimo, Vivisimo right? was acquired by IBM, and they were the first ones who said, "Let's plant a flag." Exactly. In Squirrel they Hill. wanted to be in a neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So yeah. It's just so cool. And obviously, you guys moving in here. I think it's just made such a big difference because you're supporting these types of things Absolutely. that's really making the community tighter. That's what Huntington's all about. And it was, you know, for me, it was great. I've been in banking a long time. I've okay. worked at other institutions. Yeah. And, you know, How I think long? every How bank, long? 13 years. That's so long. It is long. Nobody believes me when I say that. 13 years. It is. You start, you were 12 years old when you got your first Roughly. Bank? Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Exactly. You're like, I'm quitting uh, middle school been, and I'm going right into banking. It's been 13 years that I've been in banking with two other institutions. Yeah. And I think, you know, a common theme that you hear throughout banking is that we care about communities and right. we want to be community banks. And, and a lot of people stand for that and they do help and it's great. Of course. But it's one thing that I've really seen with Huntington that without question, it's part of our purpose and it's part of something that we truly do. You mentioned October 27th, and what I thought was amazing was I personally received a phone call from our CEO. Um, from the, Steve? From, from Steve, Steve Steinhardt. Right. Really? The, the Monday after, just to say, hey, are you okay? Kyle, is everything cool? And yeah. I don't, He's such a good guy. He really is. And, and that was amazing to me, is here is someone who didn't know me and didn't have to do that, right. but obviously saw what kind of impact it had wow. and had, had heard how tight I was with the community and how it could have affected me or how I, we were fine that day. You know, we were never in any true danger, but I knew the community took a hit. Of course. And you were blocks away. Absolutely. Yeah. You were what? One, two, three blocks yeah. away. And so on cover squirrel Hill that, you know, we came together very quickly too. We wanted to do something and we put on a community day, which I thought was great. It was a way to show that there was, that everything was still okay. We brought in face painters and balloon artists and all sorts of yeah, different events. Bring and some we, positive energy into and, the and neighborhood, right? It was right. great because we yeah. were able to sponsor that event. And it was without question that I went you know, to I, who I needed to and said, hey, we want to put on this event. We right. know that it's very short notice. Can we be a financial sponsor? And they're like, what do you need? And they're like, boom, done. And right? it, it's been a very long time for me to go to any sort of company and they just say yes. Mm-hmm. And, but that's the type of company that I'm working for right that's now. That's cool. I think it's and, it, and it shows because you guys work with us to do our show in your bank, bringing people into the neighborhood, which we have so much fun. We have our guests stop by. They get to check out the neighborhood. They get, so many of our guests are from the neighborhood. We're kind of focusing on some East End guests as we're mm-hmm. here in Squirrel Hill. And they get to really see what friendly people are here at Huntington. When yeah. you show up, everyone's like, hello. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's always such a fun thing besides all the great food that you guys bring right. to the event <laughs> outside of that. So it really, I think, goes to show 
you guys are really on the scene here. And we're glad to play a little part of that by bringing our radio show here for these next couple Friday nights. And so. that great food. I hope to see you this Saturday, yes. June 22nd. I know. That's from great. 6 to 10, the night market on Murray. Yes. It's going to be food trucks. We're going to have, we've sponsored the stage, so the bands will be up on the Huntington Bank stage. Very cool. I'm also bringing an outdoor photo booth. Nice. So, yeah, it's completely open-aired photo booth. Oh, that's um, great. Supplied by a local vendor out towards Elianople called Lux. Um, they're we know absolutely those guys. phenomenal. Absolutely. And um, it's, it's going to be awesome. So you guys please are stop by. We will, absolutely. Only, hunting, only Huntington could make that happen. So glad. So glad you're doing it. Kyle, once again, thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Always a pleasure. Great stuff. We've got a lot of tech vibe coming in front of us, Audrey, here from Huntington Bank at Squirrel Hill. Go to Huntington.com. Learn all about the great work that they're doing. Go to pghtech.org to hear about the work we're doing. Whew. A lot going on, it. man. Don't so much fun. It. That's why I love summertime, on. Audrey. We're in the streets. I'm glad. Yeah. Uncover Squirrel Hill is right. We're in the streets at the right time. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. Like I said, we're from the Pittsburgh Technology Council, partnering up with Huntington Bank to bring you the Tech Vibe neighborhood tour. Keep your dial tuned right here for more Tech Vibe Radio. Welcome back, everybody. It is Tech Vibe Radio on the road, the Tech Vibe neighborhood tour here in Squirrel Hill with Huntington Bank in the branch, Audrey. I love yeah, coming over in here. the branch. I love yeah. it. I love keeping an eye on my money in here. <laughs> you can see it right behind mm-hmm. me. <laughs> behind all the plexiglass and bars and stuff like that, right? <laughs> Yeah, how much fun is it when we when Huntington Bank, one of our best partners out there, mm-hmm. they bring us into the locations, into the neighborhoods. We bring our guests in here, and this is a new bank. And this is a this new, is bank, a new yeah. branch. But this is our and, second uh, time here. Squirrel Hill, Squirrel Hill, Hill, Squirrel Hill, Squirrel Hill, Squirrel Hill. Well, Jay, where is Audrey? Where is Squirrel Hill? <laughs> I don't know, but it's around the block is from it, my house. Is it next to that shady side? <laughs> That's near East, East Liberty. Not down there oh my God! Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. No, like okay, I said, as you can tell, so we have Keith Young in the house. We, we need do. to stop playing around no, for a minute. We have doing... Keith, and he is here not to talk about teletracking, per se, right. but really talk about Mission of Mercy. Absolutely. And uh, let's, let's dive in. So mm-hmm. thanks, right. Keith. Thanks for being on this show. Thanks for being like this ambassador Definitely. for something that's very, very powerful. And well, I really do appreciate you guys uh, having me here. And uh, I, I, I've mentioned it before. I think we have a really great partnership with the Tech Council. Yeah, that's great. You guys do a lot of good things for us, and uh, hopefully we reciprocate with that. Absolutely. And, uh, it is. It's a, it's a very good partnership, and you guys do a lot of good things for Pittsburgh. So Thank you. Uh, my compliments on that. But well, so do you. Yeah, Look at all the people that you've brought to Pittsburgh, <laughs> Pittsburgh to right. work with, on with incredible things. Like, we do some stuff, but with the Mission of Mercy does some super powerful yeah. stuff that's really transforming yeah. lives. And it's happening with July 26th, 27th? Uh, it, it is. It's 25th, 26th, and 27th. Right. 25th is set-up day, which we actually have to set up all the dental chairs and get all the... the exactly. The, the plumbing in place and the electricity in place. And then the, 25th, the 6th and 27th is the actual clinic when we actually treat patients. Right. So what's PPG? the mission? Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's pretty simple, uh, but it's, it's giving people that are uh, underserved, homeless, the access to good quality dental care. I mean, that's, that's the main function. But if you break it down a little bit further, it actually gets into... You know, helping these folk, folks get back confidence. You know, you know when you have bad teeth and Absolutely. they hurt all the time, yeah. you cannot go out and interview. You can't go out and have a good relationship. So it's about getting them confidence back. And then if you even take it down a, a step lower, 
It's really about the dignity of the individual. Uh, we see the dignity in every one of these people, and I think that's a very powerful message because these folks, they're, they're, in, they're in a bad situation in some, some places, but they are just good people. They really care, and there's dignity in each right. one of them. So, so, Keith, this is an opportunity then for, for people that, that can't afford to have dental work done. And this is like fillings and root canals and, I mean, yeah, just crazy kind of stuff. Correct. Like, correct. Well, actually, what we do, and I'll, I'll read them for you so yeah, we know. Yeah, so, definitely. Uh, we, have, we do cleanings, fillings, root canals, uh, except on molars, uh, extractions, uh, oral hygiene, and also instruct people on it. And we also do partial dentures. So wow. You can do really? That. So yeah, you right. can fit them there? Yep, we do. And what happens, they get fit. Hopefully most of them are on Friday, and then they come back and pick them up on Saturday. That if not, quickly. then they have to like, pick them up uh, at, at an, uh, so an alternate time. How many years have you been doing this? This is our third year. This, this is, is our third, third year, year as Mission of Mercy Pittsburgh. Because how it started was we got involved with Mission of Mercy Pennsylvania uh, in 2016. Ah, mm-hmm. Didn't have a lot of traction from a teletracking standpoint, but we were, we were supportive of it. But we, what Mission of Mercy Pennsylvania does is they travel around across the state. And so it, that wasn't coming back to Pittsburgh for five or six years. And so... Like, we need it now. Like, absolutely. Absolutely. We don't want to wait five years. We, we, need, we right? do. And so Dr. Dan Patouche, who works at UPMC, is a maxillofacial surgeon. And Michael Zamias, who owns Teletracking, and Dr. Rich Selko, who works at UPMC, said, we need to do something more. And actually, Dan Patouche was the one that was kind of driving. He went to Michael and said, hey, we need to, we need to do something more within, within Pittsburgh. And so that's when it got started. And uh, so we're going to do this annually. So that's really the key word on this is annual. We want folks to know, these folks to know, that they can get dental care, at least good quality dental care, once a year. What we're so to do. do you, I mean, I imagine that dental care and this treatment sort of opens up a new avenue for them in terms of other services. It does. And actually what we're doing this year, which is interesting, we are expanding a little. What, let me tell you a little bit about we, I'm going to build up to what you just asked, if that's all right. What, sure. Last year, we saw 1,100, almost 1,100 patients. And we had um, That's a crazy almost 1,200 so cool. volunteers, which right. is 137 dentists. So we had a lot of people that, that went into in, in to have some good quality dental care done. But the problem was, is the demand is so great in Western Pennsylvania that we had to close the doors at 9.30 a.m. Oh, that's got to be heartbreaking if there are folks that you It, it was. Get it, it was very bad. I, I went out and I had to talk to the folks. We had cards for them to go places, other okay. places, but these folks stand in line for a very long time. Right, and then they get cut and, off. You're like, right. In fact, the standing in line, they actually started sleeping overnight uh, at 10 o'clock the night before. So they were outside oh, lining PPG up ahead of time arena, to get these services. waiting, and so they wait a long time. And so what we're trying to do this year is we've expanded. So we've gone from 80 dental chairs to 100 dental chairs. And so we're trying to get more dentists, more volunteers, hopefully 1,500 total, and I'd love 200 dentists. And if people want to volunteer, if they just go to mompgh.org, That's it. they can then Big navigate. Big button in there that says exactly. register here, and they can go in and get it, especially dentists. Uh, Hopefully you guys can help us with right. that, too, as we promote that. I probably, We probably need about 80 more dentists. If you're a dentist, uh, sign up, up or ask your dentist to sign up. That is correct. You know what I'm saying? That's Everyone exactly likes their right. dentist. I love my dentist. I'm like, please, yeah, sign up. So do, I. <laughs> so do I. So we're hoping to treat 1,400 folks this year is what we're trying to do. 1,500 volunteers is what we're, we're trying to get to. But to get to where your question was, right. how we've expanded right. this, is this year we're not only giving hope, you know, people good quality dental care, 
but we're also doing some expansion what we call community tables. And those community tables are, are a couple of areas. One is it's around wellness and getting better nutrition, weight loss, those kinds of things. Because these people wait four or five hours in, for this work to be yeah. done. So we're hoping to give them a little bit you know, more uh, stuff to do, but also to learn some things. And also with people's uh, gaps, which is great, they're actually going to be bringing in a table to set people up to sign up for energy assistance. Oh, that's a fantastic and, opportunity. And, great. and we're going to do the same with Duquesne Light. So you got both of them that's coming great. in. Uh, People's is a, is a major sponsor for us, and so they're re- they've really stepped up really well. And so we also have the food bank coming in. We've got Meals on Wheels coming in. So it's going to give people a lot of opportunity to see other services. And then the last one, which I actually think is really furthering of our mission, because it's around getting better dental understanding, better dental care, is we've partnered with Catholic Charities, and Catholic Charities is going to have uh, two tables set up, and they're going to have, when people come out and exit, they're going to try to sign people up to come down to their dental clinic that they have year-round, and that they can actually get care during the course of the year. So. Wow. Cool stuff. It's great. You know, yeah. we, some people, the entry for dental care is the emergency room. Oh, right. That's and actually, I didn't know that. That's one of the side benefits right. of what yeah. we do, the stress on the emergency room. Uh, in fact, um, last year in 2018, there was, it was $1.6 billion spent on emergency room-related dental right. procedures. Just dental right. procedures Just in procedures. the emergency room. There was one every 15 room. seconds oh, in the country. Wow. That's so amazing. we are hoping to relieve that stress, Definitely. which fits with teletracking, too, right. and what we're trying to do. Exactly. With Thank you for your so, work. That's why I'm just so, so amazed. So that's M-O-M. Yeah. PGH.org. There's a couple of our sponsors, if you don't mind. If Please, can, absolutely. Because they've really Tell us your up. sponsors. But Teletracking is, is the founding sponsor, which is, which is great. But UPMC and UPMC Health Plan have both been extremely generous in this process, along with PNC, People's Gas, and Highmark, which is in the process of actually sponsoring. But a couple others great. below that. We've got Mylan. We've got EQT. First Commonwealth Bank, Huntington Bank, and then uh, Petrogallo, uh, Bostic, and Gordon, which is a law firm that has really stepped up big. So um, we are really excited about it. It is a, it'll be truthfully a moving experience for anyone that wants to volunteer mm-hmm. and come down. It's, it's amazing to see 100 dental chairs Lined in up, ready the PPG on yeah. the, where the ice is and see all of this. Uh, it's, it's, really, it's a really amazing event. Thank you, well, Keith, I for plan on by. being there. Great, great That's stuff. Great. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Go to mompgh.org and learn all about it. Thanks so much, Keith, for hanging out Thank with you. Us. Thank really you. Really appreciate it. You are the best. Absolutely. We're taking a quick break. We're coming back with more TNT from Huntington Bank here in Squirrel Hill. Go to Huntington.com. Learn all about our partners right there doing great work with all things banking. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. We're from the Pittsburgh Tech Council. Learn more about us at pghtech.org. Oh, my goodness, Audrey. We're back from break, having a good time, feeling good at Huntington Bank here in Squirrel Hill. It's summertime, and that means one thing, we bring the show on the road. I love it, man. It's so much fun. Well, I love these two guys that are in the house right now, and I'd like them to introduce themselves because I think we're going to do have some pretty important conversations. For sure. Absolutely. So my name is George Cantor. I'm a senior system scientist in the Robotics Institute at Carnegie Mellon University, and I'm also co-founder of Bloomfield Robotics. And you brought your co-founder with you? And I brought my co-founder with me. Yeah, so I'm Tim Mullerson. I am the CEO of Bloomfield Robotics and uh, former student of George's. Ah, I see. Uh, wow. So he gave you a good grade. Yeah. Huh? yeah. Exactly. <laughs> he passed. He passed. Right? <laughs> so, I graduated. So, let, so let's jump in. What was the pro- what's the problem that you're trying to solve? 
or you believe that you're solving? So, so we're bringing uh, technologies into agriculture. I look at sort of two different problems we're, we're facing. One is to make these businesses more efficient. Farms are just businesses. They have inputs. Mm -hmm. They generate outputs. And the fewer inputs they use, the more money, the less money they put in, the more money they make. Um, so we are using information gathering technologies to help them make more efficient decisions, and that increases their profitability. Um, the other problem that we look at is what I call the feed the world problem. So you look out, you Google the 2050 problem, and this list will come up, right? By the year 2050, we're going to run out of food. We're all going to starve to death. Um, Don't say that. Come on. Not all of us are going to starve to death. Mm. Um, but in parts of the world, the people are going to be are Well, they're getting, serious. absolutely. No, Sub-Saharan Africa, um, South, Southeast Asia, they're going to be big, big food crises there. And so we can use the kinds of technologies we're developing, hopefully, to help alleviate this by helping plant breeders breed more effective plants that are tailored to sort of specific climatic conditions. By the way, the climatic conditions are changing. So they are. Believe it or not, you may have heard about it. It's heard about it, yes, exactly. Um, so, so these are the things we're doing. It's, it's basically around gathering information and then taking this information that we're gathering on these huge scales and using AI to help make better decisions. AI and robotics, the cool stuff around to, to make things better. It's amazing so, stuff. So let's think about this. There's, there's a problem, right? Like we, you, you identified it well, right? In, in a few short years, there'll be shortages if we continue to trend the way that we're trending right now. But what, what about this whole future of manipulation in agriculture? Can you talk about that? Yeah, sure. So this is the, you know, right now, the near-term problem in the U.S. is in specialty crops, crops like grapes and apples. These Why are, are they called specialty? This is a classification by the USDA. Basically, okay. anything that's not expensive, grown in a right? giant field. Uh, exactly. is, uh, okay. know, so, so wheat, corn, soybeans, ah, those are big sort fields. of broadly crops. Right. Specialty crops are strawberries, um, strawberries uh, grapes. Tree fruits, okay. nuts, okay. Uh, maple syrup, pretty much any agricultural product that is not wheat, corn, soybeans okay. Okay. is considered especially crop. I figured out it was like highly expensive stuff. Like expensive. Well, it, it tends it to be, right? So, okay. so these are businesses that are, that are smaller in scale. They're, they're, they don't lend themselves well to these ginormous um, conglomerates mm -hmm. like you see in sort of big ag. Um, they're, they're entrepreneurial, smaller business owners. And they can afford to do that because they get a higher dollar for their. So, for their how product. do you think you're going to help solve the problem? There? So, so, we want to bring robots in and, and, <laughs> and help them. So, manual labor is the is the big issue in that sector. Um, there are the one distinction between specialty crops and regular agriculture is that in specialty crops, people are going through and touching the plants. So actual people are, are using their hands. That's right. Yep. There's all these late. You know, there, there are okay. there are several opportunities for you per year for someone to go in right. and do something that requires our nice right. touchy feely fingers and our good eyes and and our brains and and do something like you know knock flowers off trees or prune branches or harvest fruit is the is, is the big one um and so we want to bring robotics in to start to alleviate some of these that some of this pressure so do you have anything on the market right now that maybe is ready for sale yeah, so we have, um, so a big part of this manipulation pipeline, really the first step of it is proceeding, as George kind of mentioned, um, seeing what you want to uh, cut or seeing what you want to prune. 
Um, and we have a product that's focused on that aspect right now. Um, it's targeted specifically at cannabis. Um, again, this is a yeah, this is a crop that has a lot of room for improvement, right? It's recently legalized in a lot of states. It just seems like there's opportunity everywhere with that, and yes. this is one of the key areas, obviously. And so what's the opportunity yeah. there? So the opportunity is uh, timing these harvests, right? So as the, as the flower matures and gets really close to the end of harvest, uh, a lot of these growers have spent a lot of their time uh, inspecting these individual plants to hit it right at the point where the THC is highest, where hmm. the... the Flower is ripest uh, and will produce the most of specific chemicals in a in a nice um, ratio that they're looking that they're for. looking for, and obviously that requires the human touch. Yes. So you're trying to find ways where the human touch is necessary for that. Then yeah, so we're okay. we're focused on the eyes at this point, the eyes and the brain, right, preceding right. that. Exactly. And that's your custom vision systems, right? Yes, the custom vision systems are really bringing all of this data into the into the pipeline data that's hasn't been uh, obtainable up until now. And so talk about the vision system a little bit. Yeah, so the vision system kind of like works like your or my eyes work, right? There's two cameras, um, and we, we get a nice three-dimensional view of the environment. Uh, this is one aspect. This is one product that we're working on. The other product is a small handheld microscope. Uh, that is focused on the cannabis maturity. Cannabis okay, cool. Flower maturity. Wow. Um, and that's one we're pushing to the market first. Um, and that will allow us to measure trichomes. Um, and trichomes are these little hairs that produce the cannabis. I see. Oh, really? Those little hairs? Yeah. So what produces? Not, if, if you've ever grown tomatoes uh, and you look at the little hairs on right. the tomatoes, if you were to take a microscope... It's those, just like that. Yeah, you'd see like wow. little mushroom-shaped organs. Right. And uh, if you rub the edge of it and you smell your fingers, right, it smells like tomatoes. Yes, it does. I've that's, done that. That's, uh, that's the same thing with the cannabis? Yeah, except the cannabis has psychoactive compounds in there as mm-hmm. well. But it's not penetratable in your hand. Yeah, oh, it's oily. It's oily. Everything sorry. gets oily. Oh, Ooh, really? Okay, what do I know? <laughs> so, <laughs> so what, you know, what Bloomfield is doing is, is uh, we've got sort of three key technologies. The first one is we've got these great imaging systems that take pictures of plants. Sounds like it. Works for cannabis, works for other plants as well. We've got these great AI algorithms that can extract from the images feature with features within the case. You got so the images, you got the AI that looks in, at the images. In the case yeah. of cannabis, we're actually visually looking at these trichomes and then wow, counting them so and cool. what color are they and how big, big they are. And then the third thing is to gather all of the collected data into this right, back-end right. system. It goes up to the cloud right. and you can build maps and decision support systems. Wow. And so those three components, I think cannabis is the first application because it's high value. There's a lot of opportunity there, like you mentioned. Um, but it's also... You know these three capabilities cut across. Well, much I say, I see, well, system. you take this to to, to to you know areas where they can't grow enough food, and you can now start optimizing the best way to grow when to harvest, so you can maximize yields and and make the most efficiency, mm-hmm. I guess, out of the whole system, yep. which is exciting. And that's happening here in Pittsburgh. Yep. So we right. love having you guys on the show. So, are you hiring? Uh, we're going to be hiring very soon. Uh, um, a variety of roles. Uh, I can um, imagine. We'll post them on our website. You'll put it on your yeah. website. Which is a, what, bloomfieldrobotics.ai. Yeah, AI. bloomfield.ai. And are you located AI. in Bloomfield? We are not, unfortunately. There's not a lot of commercial space in Bloomfield. Uh, we're close. We're actually located out of the uh, CMU campus, okay. uh, the Tepper building right now. But we'll be moving in a couple months. To, uh, well, this is exciting. I know. Uh, this I mean, is really exciting. I mean, this I mean, is what I think is so cool. I mean, I mean, people take for granted that we have to eat and the food just doesn't grow itself. 
and that the planet's becoming so populated and the weather conditions are changing so rapidly that we need technology to help us feed everybody at yeah. this point. And that's what you guys are developing. Yeah, I mean, this I'm is pretty important worried. stuff. You know, yeah. listening to the prognosis, I'm somewhat worried, but at the same time, I'm inspired. Yeah, exactly. Because I think you are really trying to tackle something, not just at the cannabis side, but really on the specialty food side. Right. And, and, that, and then this technology carries over into these other domains. As it, well. it has to carry over all that, right? I but, can see that. So we're kind of so, thinking backing on the high value crops. Exactly. So did you do your thesis on this? So I actually. Uh, yeah, I guess you could say that. So it was developing a ground-based robot that uh, allowed for high-throughput phenotyping. So it was a robot that navigated within uh, commodity crops. Uh, so in this instance, it was sorghum, but yeah. Um, so it was a robot. We call it the Robotanist. Um, the Robotanist. And he's the Robotanist. CMU name. Um, <laughs> I and, love uh, it. Um, yeah, that was part of my thesis. And so why Pittsburgh to grow this company then? Uh, Pittsburgh is a great town. Um, we have a lot of support. The CMU support network around mm-hmm. us helps us great. significantly. Um, there's a lot of great technology, uh, a lot of great uh, resources for tech hires mm-hmm. around here. Absolutely. That's great. You have Pitt, you have Duquesne, you have right. CMU. Right. So what's in the future for you, for, for the company? Uh, we are uh, growing pretty rapidly. Um, we're kind of in a uh, fundraising state now. Oh, um, good. Are you? We have some products. He's checking his phone. I think a deal just came out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, we, uh, <laughs> so are you looking to raise money right now? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if we can... Uh, don't worry. It yeah. might be an SEC rule. Yeah, we won't say anything. We won't say anything. So, yeah, okay. it's all good. We just know that you're in a growth mode right yeah. now. Yes, yeah. yeah. So we're running for it. So that's, and that's yeah. what we love. That's yeah. what's so cool. It's the fact that you're here in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. growing, and you're solving really tough problems yeah. that impact our lives. Yeah. That's like win, win, win. Yeah. You guys are okay and by us. All across yeah. Pennsylvania, they're, they're wrestling with this issue. I mean, it's right. Yeah. It, you don't have to travel far. Yeah. To understand the impact of jobs that people don't want to do anymore. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And the change, the change in the and climate. That's, that's indicative of better education, right? It's a good thing that people don't want to do these jobs because these are hard jobs that, you know, don't really, they're not very satisfying. Right? They're better served by a robot, I think, exactly. sometimes. That's oh, I, I see. I Free that human labor up to do well, something Well, creative. it's also, when we get into the robotics moving into farms, it's not going to take the jobs away. The people, it's going to be a long time before yeah. the people are gone. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things we're looking at is, uh, is, is grape harvest as a, as a potential application. And you go out to the table grape fields in California, mm-hmm. and the people are, you know, it's 120 degrees, first yeah. of all. Not fun really And hard. they're, like, you know, stooped under a grapevine and yeah. they're working. And the first thing we'll probably do is get the grapes off the field and then get them into an air-conditioned place where people can post-process them. There's a lot of, right. you know, fine manipulation that has to be done that can only be done by people. But it'd be much better for those people to do them inside an air-conditioned right. facility that was well and lit where they can Let stand the robots be in the field where they can do that. Let the robots right. be in the field. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that... There's this notion, there tends to be this fear that, oh, my God, we, you know, there's going to be these huge social disruption that happens when robots take jobs away. And, you know, it's going to be gradual, and it's going to create opportunities all That's what it comes down to, yeah. creating opportunities. And, and, you know, Absolutely. It's going to be, it's going to be yeah. just fine. Thanks for stopping Thank by, guys. We're all out of time. It's such good stories. All right. I love it. Once Pleasure again, to be here. Yeah. Good Thank you very much. Great, great stuff, guys. Once again, Bloomfield Robotics. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. We're bringing you Tech Vibe Radio from Huntington Bank here in Squirrel Hill. Go to Huntington.com. They're one of our best partners here ever, allowing us into their facilities to have these great conversations. Be right back after this quick break. Oh, my goodness. It's the, it's our final segment for our first show at Huntington Bank here in Squirrel Hill, Audrey. I love doing the show here. It's I fun. Did. I get a whole different energy when I'm in here. You did. In the studio. I'm almost well, out of Maybe control. you can open up an office in here. 
Can I? It'd be great. First, there's lots of pens. <laughs> and we got we got this great... I want these and sliding doors. And there's food. And there's sliding doors you know, sliding on doors, their right? conference room, which it's I love. Yeah, we, we turned their conference room into our studio here. And we're talking to some great people, actually. So, Jim Futrell, no stranger to Tech Vibe Radio. Tell us where you're from and what we're going to be talking about tonight. I have you set us up. Well, I am uh, Vice President of Market Research for the Allegheny Conference Absolutely. and Pittsburgh Regional Alliance, their marketing affiliate. And um, we're here to talk about our annual business investment scorecard. Yeah, and every year you bring someone with you to, to kind of showcase what's going right in Pittsburgh, what's tracking in your scorecard. Right, and uh, for the second consecutive year, uh, we have someone from the technology sector. Yes. Um, we've been doing this scorecard for 12 years now, and you know, while it's not a scientific uh Compilation. What we have seen is it does tend to reflect the broader economic trends mm-hmm. in the region. Right. Um, back in the early part of the decade, you saw energy really emerge as the leading sector, and uh, that's kind of settled down. Mm-hmm. And over the last uh, uh, two years, you've seen technology and robotics really take off as a, a key economic sector here in the region, really driving a lot of the growth. Uh, well, it was in 2016, we had 39 announced expansions. Last year was 59. This year, 89. Whoa. That's a nice, an I like that curve. I yes. like that curve. Across what markets? Uh, throughout the 10-county region. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what are some other highlights? Talk about capital investments. Talk about... What you know? What period of time you're reflecting? Right. So this this looks at um, announced business expansions over the calendar year of 2018, um, and uh, what we we look at two different types of uh, projects: uh, uh, companies at announcing plans to add headcount, and then also uh, investments in infrastructure and real estate, uh, things that might not have a direct headcount impact yet, but down the road, you know, these are important. Uh, parts of the regional economy for driving future growth. Um, what we saw last year was uh, roughly $3.8 billion in capital investment announced in the region. Um, unlike the last couple of years, it wasn't that really big announcement. It was sp- spread across a lot of other smaller ones. You know, for instance, in 2016, the Shell Cracker really drove the capital right. investment. That was like a big one. That was, yes, right. that accounted for huge. six of the $10 billion dollars, right. in capital investment left, um, that year. Last year, you had a lot of announcements r- around the healthcare infrastructure here in town. UPMC's $2 billion, right. new hospitals, um, Allegheny Health Network's right. billion dollars, uh, St. Clair Hospital. Mm-hmm. Also a very large expansion. But you know, this year we saw a number of you know, smaller ones. It wasn't really driven by one large sector. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of like that. No, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually love that. I'm not a big fan of you know, one flag in the ground for something massive. Exactly. That's, I mean, not I the, that's the old world. All of us here in southwestern Pennsylvania know what happens when you rely too much on one industry. And I think that's one of the uh, things that the scorecard highlights is that we do have you know, five critical economic sectors that are each in their own way play a role in driving the regional economy. We are mm-hmm. diversified. And that's so important. We're pretty diversified. Yeah. You know, we, but Pittsburgh, even with steel, we were diversified, particularly downstream when it came to the support services. Yeah, but yeah. it's just mm-hmm. it was so massive that any any of that crumbled. We yeah, crumbled. Took, yeah, they took right. the downstream They stuff took with the whole it. supply yeah. chain with them. Exactly. Right. And so, is that so? Manufacturing remains strong. Yeah, manufacturing has been a very consistent uh, generator of uh, announcements. Uh, 
other than the last couple of years and then earlier in the decade, it has consistently been the number one uh, generator of expansion announcements. Really? I mean, yeah. And, uh, and yeah. jobs, too? Well, that's, I mean, what is interesting about it is, because I think people are surprised when you say a lot of manufacturing announcements happen because Mm -hmm. there's this perception that manufacturing is dead. No, no, no. No, yeah, we know better. No, yeah, and it's it's a um, consistent stream of smaller scale announcements. You're no longer, it's no longer the 500-person assembly plant. It's the 50-person machining facility. But we have 10 of those as opposed to... Well, really, I thought I read something, and you you would know better than I would, that the productivity is higher, right? Right. Yeah. So, so through automation, we've been more efficient, and and our hiring is not as strong. Right. Which is why you do not see a lot of employment growth. Right. So, for instance, while we're seeing in manufacturing, you know, the um, you know, there was uh, thirteen hundred um, new jobs announced as part of that last year. What you'll probably see is because of change, you know, advances in technology and you know, uh, retirements of the more traditional ones that it's not going to really generate much growth in the top-line manufacturing, but it's a different type of job. Absolutely. I just want to remind our listeners, if you go to scorecard2018.pittsburghregion.org, you can actually... It's a nice nice, um, nice slide. slide I've shared it with a lot of people. It's because it's got some great data in it. And what I love about the data is it's real companies that are making this data. And you brought, once again, a real company that really showcases what's going on here in Pittsburgh. Who's in the house? So we have Travis here from RE Squared Robotics. Travis Schneider, thanks for hanging out with us, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yes, I mean, uh, RE Squared's been around for a while. Yeah, so we've been around since uh, 2001. Our uh, mainline specialty has been in human-like robotics. Uh, What I mean by human-like robotics is not only anthropomorphic form, but being able to project that form out in the working space. So our main uh, application to date, it was interesting kind of hearing the the dialogue around uh, diversification and growth. Uh, those are two common themes within RE Squared actually right now. And part of the reason why uh, Jurgen and the team brought me on board about a year ago at this point was to help diversify the company away from just defense-based robotics. I, every it's time exciting. I'd see, yeah, I'd always see a news release about another defense contract for RE yeah, Squared. And, I'm like, that's great. That and we, awesome. we continue to, to course, build out right. uh, our defense-based systems. And our, our primary application that we're pursuing to date is all around explosive ordnance disposal. Mm-hmm. So being able to project human-like form to basically remove the warfighter exactly. layer from uh, something dangerous. that's dangerous. Yeah, exactly. right? I actually right. love that. Right. Either uh, in a terrestrial sense, which has been more of the traditional application that we've been pursuing. We've also been doing a lot of underwater work right now as well. Wow. So we're one of three companies that, frankly, I'm aware of worldwide that produce really? an underwater so uh, amphibious uh, system. So we make the arms. You make the arms. We make okay. the manipulator arms that would basically replicate an EOD diver that would be in okay, a yeah, human person that would actually be diffusing a bomb or underwater underwater right. because it's not hard enough above water. <laughs> it's always better when you're a couple right. hundred feet yeah, when you can't breathe for very long <laughs> but what's really interesting is through you know that investment that the Department of Defense has made in our, our core technology basically this arsenal of IP that we've mm-hmm. accumulated right. over You've time amassed, right. now we're able to switch gears and look at what are the other markets that are also going to see advantage exactly so are you testing these robots in the river or do you have a pool? Uh, we are not testing them in the river, per se, just yet. Uh, we've looked at a couple of... Um, we ha- have had some test dives out in uh, some more maritime-like settings. 
we do have like settings. Um, not a pool, not yeah. a pool, and not the rivers. We do have a uh, test tank that we're working with at our facility uh, in town, and we also have a pressure vessel that we're using to test. So cool! Um, Absolutely, so you guys are growing. So I'm assuming you're hiring people like crazy. Right? Yeah, I was. I was just uh, informing. Um, Jim earlier about a recent event that we had at the Pittsburgh Winery. So uh, it's actually our second uh, effort in this arena. So we're trying to get creative with how we're mm-hmm. trying to draw in right. additional talent. So the first uh, instance was uh, Rum and Robots. We hosted at Maggie's Farm to mm-hmm. recruit in additional talent. Uh, we just hosted maybe two weeks ago another event called Wine and Robots at Pittsburgh Winery, mm-hmm. trying to draw in local talent. So uh, you get them all sauced up. Are you and getting have talent? Sign work agreements, right? Well, then <laughs> being able to physically interact with people, showing exactly. them, you know, here's the actual robotic technology. Yeah, and it's a great thing. They can really see exactly what's going on and see exactly. all the fun opportunities. They have can you have, attracted yeah. people from outside of the region? Yep. So we, we're recognizing that there have been a couple of people that have come in from outside of southwestern Pennsylvania as well. That's what we want to hear. So you got to get mm-hmm. talent from everywhere to yeah. come to Pittsburgh to work on these types of things. Do you have any jobs for yeah. Jonathan? Yeah. I need something to do besides this. Jobs for Jonathan? I, <laughs> I'd have to get a cut of your resume. <laughs> it's not very good. Okay, I'll send it to you in a minute. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Yeah. But, it, it, you know, we've always wanted to build the robotic nacho arm. Just yeah. Saying, but, we're, yeah. We've always, we had a, we might have a, we business. Have a mental prototype for hermetically sealed yes. um, nacho arm. Nacho arm? People who have OCD. It it needs to replicate the human hand like you guys do, but it'll give you nachos without a human hand touching them. Without, because of his. (laughs) That's an emerging market for us. It's an emerging market. I'm saying you could diversify even further. Oh, we have so many ideas. (laughs) So many ideas. (laughs) They're not about a nickel each, so there's no worries. There we go. But it's so great to be able to actually talk to a company like Ari Squared that's that's showing the numbers that Jim is talking about here. So, Jim, how do you see Pittsburgh progressing? I mean, you've been doing this research for for a long time, and you've seen the trends. Yeah, what do you think? What do you think's moving forward? What's your crystal ball? Well, everything we're seeing, um, there's no sign in technology letting up here. Right. Um, we continue to see a lot of activity in the you know along the Allegheny River, where uh, RE Squared is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a hotbed. You know, the, they're, they're putting up the buildings are filling up as fast as they can be put up. Um, another great field to be in right now is construction. Uh, all of those big capital investments we uh, have seen in, announced. There's got to be someone to go out there and build them. So. If you have uh, someone looking to start a career, Definitely. I would recommend construction. Um, you know, and then, then we have uh, just kind of steady as you go with you know, manufacturing, business, and financial services. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, energy is not going to be the job generator it was, mm-hmm. but it's still a big generator of capital investment here in the region. It's great All stuff. Right, well, that's great. So people want to know more about this link. Yeah, it is scorecard2018.pittsburghregion.org. It's a great thing okay, to so go. So RE2 is hiring. Yes. RE Squared is definitely hiring. So definitely go right. to resquared.com. Right. Check out our careers Sorry. page. Right. They may not and be hiring us, though. They might not be hiring us, but they might be doing prototypes. You are sending my resume, though, correct? Yes, I'm okay. sending your resume. Software, electrical, mechanical engineering. Oh, yeah. All, all, that, all that. that. He has all of that. It's great. Piece of cake, man. <laughs> you hire me for a couple different jobs at the same time. Awesome. I'll take care of it for you. No worries. No, we're so glad you guys are doing what you're doing. Because seriously, I've known Jorgen for probably 15, 20 years. And seeing him start and grow this to what it is today is pretty cool. And that's just one of many success stories here in Pittsburgh. So, Travis, thanks for telling us what's going on with RE Squared. So, you know, another Tech Vibe Radio under our belt. Under the belt. Slam. We cannot thank Huntington Bank enough for letting us hang out in their awesome branch here in Squirrel Hill. It just gives us a different angle, a different energy. Have a lot more fun in the summer when we take Mm -hmm. the show on the road. When it starts snowing, we can't do it. Yeah, but I also like watching my money. 
You do. You look right through the windows, right and you can, you can windows see and it there. Can watch it. It's just right there. Simple mm-hmm. as that. So, anyhow, Huntington Bank, thanks again for having us. Go to Huntington.com and learn all about them. Go to PGHtech.org and learn all about us. Go to Twitter at PGHtech. Follow us there as well. And have yourself an awesome weekend. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 